0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.
1: Kick, 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 kicking your day off the right way. Like, like this.
2: Hey, yo, it's the Morning Hustle Podcast. Baby is going down with L'Oreal and yeah. Kyle Santillian. And yo, you yeah. feel that? You feel that weather outside, low? No. Cuffing is
3: season it? is here. Ah, uh, I'm miserable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuffing season is here, and that means going on lots of first dates and Regine went on her first date and we're going to talk about it today. Uh, check out this clip. This dude I met, he went out to a Ruth Chris, and he like, order whatever on the menu. At the end, he forgot his wallet, so I had to pay for it. We got to get her on the line to get more of the details. What do you
3: think? Definitely, because she must have bumped her damn head. <laughs> Crazy.
2: Uh, we'll see. We'll talk about that today, and I know you're working on some stories as well.
3: That's right. This rapper has certain rules for his new wife, Uh and the list is pretty lengthy. Also, Drake is not the lover boy you thought he once was. I'll tell you why not coming up in the lowdown. No doubt. Plus, when Fatima's son makes an
2: unexpected choice, she's stuck in the middle, man. Should she side with her son or side with her spouse? We'll get into this when we're asking for a friend. Plus, Vic Mensa stops by the show today. But before we get into that, Lo, you know what time it is. It's time for Kyle's message of the day. You mean mine.
3: Ah, listen up. It's, it's Kyle's message of the
2: day. You heard? All right, y'all. Kyle's message of the day today is be ready for success. Expect it. You understand what I'm saying? You're putting in work for a reason. You know, you're getting up, going to work every day for a cause. You know, you're putting all of these efforts and you're planning and doing everything that you want to do to reach a certain goal. So when you get to that goal, be ready for success. You're not doing all of this for nothing. You know what I mean? Accept it. Understand that you w- you're you worthy of it. You know, you deserve it and you're not doing all of this just so you can sit back and lose again. You know what I mean? You want to be successful. You want to be able to obtain everything that you want in life. But a lot of times people aren't ready for it. And then when they get to that point, you know, because they're not ready for it, they don't handle it properly or they don't accept it in the right way and they end up losing everything that they work for. You don't want to be that person, all right? So if you're putting in work, you're going to work every day, you're doing what you got to do, you're taking all the steps necessary, at least, at the very least, be ready for success when it comes, all right? That is Kyle's message of the day.
3: And mine is, it's not about who did it first, it's about who did it better. So, you know, be like Christopher Columbus and steal things and just do it better. <laughs> oh my God. Hey! To the next
2: level. I'm on a new level. What up, y'all? It's Hustle with L'Oreal and Kyle Santillian, home of the $1,000 cash grab, coming up at 729, 629 Central. Now listen, man, if you go on a date and it's good, we want to hear about it and celebrate it. And if it's bad, we really want to hear your story. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hey, low, Regine got one. And from what our producers are telling us, Regine, yo, it sounds like it was a date from hell, right? Uh oh.
1: Yes, this dude I met, actually, I met him online and he went out to Ruth Chris. Yeah, that's order, was on the menu. And you know, Ruth Chris, they, they stuff chicken like $40 Fire. So I'm <laughs> $8. So I'm ordering up, like, okay, he's doing good. That's a good one. Okay. At the end. He forgot his wallet he claimed. No! So I had to pay for it, and I was so mad, and he swore up and down. He was serious. He meant it. Like, he really <laughs> forgot, and he would pay me back. But I just wound up not speaking to him after that.
3: He left his wallet and his phone? Because nowadays, you know, Apple Pay, Vimmo, You know cash what? Out. I didn't even think about that. I was just so
1: mad thinking uh. about the <laughs> stuff. Sorry, I'm cussing. Thinking about all the <laughs> stuff that I ordered and was
2: paying and shit. And then I was just so Mad. He never got you the money back at all, ever? Well, he kept texting me, but I was so mad because I thought maybe, because
1: he texted me that, this was like a Wednesday. He texted me that Friday like I got the money. So I figured he never had it. He was just trying to wait till he get paid to pay me back. <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean? Why wait till Friday to say you're going to pay me back or whatever? I think he ain't had the money to begin with. Like, why do that? Especially tell somebody order was that whatever on the menu? Right. Did you
3: take the money back, though? Did you end up getting it from him? Did you go see him? Nope. I didn't even want it back. You felt bad. You so felt mad.
1: bad.
2: I was just so mad. I, so mad. I think he played me this. Damn. Time. So let's back up a little bit. Let's go back to the part where you was ordering everything with a big-ass smile on your face. <laughs> right, right, right. Big smile. Like, yeah, this the one right. In that moment, if if everything would have went well and he would have paid for the dinner, like you know, what do you think was going to happen afterwards? Were you really willing to take it to the next level that night? (laughs) but we would probably would to have had a second date where I probably
3: would have paid for it. The, the crazy thing is him not even having the money is, is one thing. Is him saying, order anything you want for me. <laughs> right, right, right. Order whatever you, you, you want on the menu. Don't <laughs> tell nobody nothing like that. <laughs> when, was he ordering everything he wanted to? Like, could you tell he got was... got stuffed chicken, too. We got the same shit. <laughs> what,
2: what was his mood like when it, before the whole wallet issue came up? He was cool. He was real cool. We was chatting it up. Real good conversation and everything
1: until it was time to pack, He was like, all right, oh, let me see if it's in the car. I'm like, in the car? Now
2: let me see if it's in the car. You know what, though? I'm going to say this. It is a bad look.
3: But I think I believe him. I mean, dudes be what? trying to do tests. Only, only yeah, reason y'all do tests. That's why. No, no, no. Here's what. I, here's if the only reason I say that. Here's the only reason I say
2: that. If he was really trying to get over on it, he wouldn't even reach back out to you to say, "Yo, I do got the money now."
1: No, I think he was realized after the fact during the conversation, like, "Yeah, she cool. Maybe I should have brought that wallet." Yeah. <laughs> if somebody, if you taking somebody on a date or whatever, and you liking them, you make sure you got your wallet, your keys, and everything you need.
2: When you first met him and agreed to go out on a date with him. What were the vibes like? Did he look like somebody you had to... Well, I don't... Does he look like he's got the money? You know what I'm saying? He can handle yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he
1: looks decent. He looks decent. Drive a nice car and he ride a motorcycle. You know, that's my thing. And I'm
2: like, okay, cool.
1: Okay. How you
3: think he gonna pay for all of that and eat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: pay for dinner, pay my motorcycle payment. Uh. <laughs> Yo, Lo, I know you wouldn't stand for nothing like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing that, but if, if that ever did happen, I would gladly pay the bill and gladly never speak to him again. Good luck. You, got you. Your little, you got your little <laughs> stuffed chicken on me, and now you're, you're a ghost. I'm a ghost, yeah, okay? For sure,
2: for sure. All right, well, Regine is thinking about giving this dude a chance and going on a second date with him. What?
3: That, Why would she want to go on a second date? Let's this see is what a the yellow hustlers flag say. At least, at the least, a yellow flag. <laughs> the red is on the way. Should she give him a
2: second chance, hustlers? 866 Hustle 8 866 487 8538. Let's see what Charles and the West. Side has to say, Charles. What do you think? I think he should give him another chance. I
1: think it was a test, like L'Oreal said. I think it was a test on his behalf. But I think he should give him another chance because he really didn't have it. or Really didn't want to pay for it. You
3: know, would have took the money. No, okay. so like you would. So you don't think that that was just him? Uh, being broke? No, nah, no. Nah, I don't I don't I don't think that because
1: for people that's really broke for real or not, they won't he, he wouldn't even bother taking her to that expensive restaurant.
2: See what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it was an honest mistake, yo. No.
3: He was trying to get a good meal. He looked at her as a come up and now he's trying to get a second meal because mm. he, she did it so easily without even asking for her money back ever.
2: I don't know. Let's see what C in Dallas has to say. What you say, C? Oh. Um. No, uh-uh,
3: run,
1: baby. Mm-mm, 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 run. I just had a dude do me the same way and no. think the man was a to-go tray. You will not. For no, a he did tray. not. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're like, oh, well, wait a minute.
4: You got this? Um, Let me let me get a to-go tray. <laughs> I don't got this? What you thought? <laughs> oh, you make more money than me, so why you don't have it this time? Oh, that's what we playing, right?
2: See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this guy is as bold as the guy that C was dealing with. Like, that guy obviously was taking advantage. The guy that um, that Regine was dealing with seemed apologetic. It seemed honest. And I think he would, be, he would be extremely bold to think that he could pull that off again.
3: Why? You know, like I said, Audacity is for sale out here, apparently. And a lot of people have it. Like, he was thinking he could get away with that he did he told her he would give her her money back he never did there mm. was numerous ways he could have gave her the money back in between the time and then to ask me on a second date when you didn't pay for the first one is crazy
2: mm, I don't know I'm looking at maybe this could be his redemption date you know or this could be
3: a repeated offender <laughs> yeah. it's not gossip if you heard it here get
5: that- that's right. She's spilling all the juicy tea. It's the
2: Lord L'Oreal on the morning hustle. Let's keep it going, man. We gotta find out which rapper is keeping people quiet.
3: And one thing he doesn't do is stay quiet, and that's Kanye West. Ooh. Now apparently he is ordering his wife to never speak. Okay, I'm not surprised <laughs> by this at all. <laughs> right. Because if you really think about it, when he was with Amber Rose, she never really spoke, and now mm-hmm. we can't get her to stay quiet. But anyway. (laughs) Right. So him and Bianca sensory, uh, apparently they're not saying much to each other because like I said, she's like, she can't talk, never speak is actually what he said. He actually tells her what she wears every single day. This is all a part of their agreement. It's like a set rules he has for her. And then she's also required to eat certain foods to work out, even though Kanye doesn't work out. So (laughs) he wants her in tip top shape we see he's gained some weight Mm -hmm. I know you've seen him lately. absolutely and apparently when they did reveal that the two of them were married it showed that he married her only a month after finalizing his divorce from Kim Kardashian
2: a rebound marriage you think so? Somewhat. And I think, like, you know, Kim, Kim does so much, he doesn't want this girl to do anything.
3: Well, I, I don't know. I feel like he did the same thing with Kim K. Like, okay. I, obviously, she had to speak for her show that she was filming. But, like, when she was around him, she kept her head down, wore what he told her. This yeah. is Amber Rose, kept her head down, wore what he told her. I was about to say, like, why would she agree to this?
2: But I guess the upside for her is now we know who she is. If she's, if fame is what she's looking for, she
3: got it, right? And think about it. Lori Harvey, we don't really hear her speak a lot. There's like a lot of women who are in the entertainment that do date these men that I felt like they tell them this all the time. This seems normal to me.
2: I mean, there's a difference between um, being confidential or being quiet or private about your relationship. than having somebody tell you what to wear, what to eat, when to work out, you know, not to ever speak unless I say something. The only thing you can do is get busy on this boat.
3: You know what I mean? Like, like he's kind of taking it a little far. Not a lot. I far. know girls that ain't famous as doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I could name a couple girls that they man is telling them do this, do that. Where right. like one in particular that I could think of that kind of mind. like then he got two girls like this. Mm. But um I don't know. I guess it's all preference. It depends on. But I wouldn't mind my man being like, "Yo, you you should wear this."
2: A suggestion and a rule is two different things, though, right?
3: No, I used to like try to talk because I did have a relationship where the guy I was dating was very like into like dressing me, and I like that. I kind of right. like being a doll. Really? That's interesting, yo. Okay. If I trust him, if I trust his fashion sense, which is, I'm probably not going to be with him if not, because I like stylish men anyway. But like, you've never told your wife, like, here, this is what you're wearing tonight
2: not this is what you're wearing, but I will say I like this over that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll make suggestions or I'll tell... That's That's a friend. A friend will say yeah. that. <laughs> is, is that what it is? <laughs> I've never said, yo, you have to wear this. Like, I've never done
3: that. Not have to, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really... I'm okay with this. I don't think there's nothing crazy about what Kanye is. He really? says enough for everybody. You even like <laughs> to sit down and shut up part that she's got him on? Oh, no. Nah, that's something that I can never do. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, that don't sound like I mean, maybe for her, though, because to be honest, once we heard Amber Rose speak, we thought differently of her. Yeah. Right. I didn't even know she was from Philly. Yeah, Like she could have had an accent for all we knew. It's like the mystery towards it. Mm. Either way, if she likes it, I love it. I'm L'Oreal, that's the lowdown. You can follow me at Star L'Oreal, L-O-R-E-L, or the Hustle Show. I just wish Kanye would listen to his own rules sometimes. I hear you. I hear you. your hustle. 866 Hustle 8.
6: What up, y'all? It's
2: the Morning Hustle with L'Oreal and Kyle Santillian. It's a pleasure to have this conversation. He's representing out of the south side of Chicago, doing some amazing things for the culture, even outside of music. We got to give it up to Vic Mensa in the building.
5: Hey, good morning, y'all. What's y'all up, bro? There?
3: We're good.
2: How about yeah, you? Feeling good. With this new project, project, Victor, you got out, and everything that's going on in your life, I feel like there's been a shift in your personal energy. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, I mean, you can explain it a little bit, but I feel like, yo, like you seem happy you, I see you smiling more I feel like than I used to cause I you know I've, I've, I've talked to you a couple of Just different keep times
5: ice grill on. yeah you feel
2: <laughs> me like, I think the very first time right I talked now. to you man we might have been backstage at Lollapalooza Word. and I was like he don't feel like talking to nobody right now <laughs> but talk a little bit about yeah. the shifting your energy and, how, and where you are in the space that you're in right now
5: energy drives what happens in your life I don't think I understood that like earlier that I could Intentionally cultivate a positive energy to manifest positive things, Mm -hmm. you know um, It's like the driving force of spiritual evolution is personal problems So going through tough times is a reason why God tests you, Mm -hmm. you know, what I mean, and that's true when you can start to contextualize Adversity and recognize that this is something given to me to make me stronger then everything is a blessing Mm -hmm. I mean every L is a lesson Mm -hmm. So for me to go through a lot of things Um, many of them in a public sphere, some of them in a private sphere as well. Um, It forced me to look in the mirror and look internally and learn about myself and how to be in the world to create the things I want. You know what I'm saying? And in the past, a lot of times, the things that I would do and say and the ways that I would act, I didn't recognize how they manifested the situations in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, And like all the controversy and the drama and the beef. I mean, most of the time I thought I was right. You know right, what I mean? right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Are you seeing that
3: you weren't sometimes? But so, sometimes you were, right?
5: Not every truth has to be told all the time. Right. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I feel like I've come to a point where I'm not so concerned with being right. You know, I, I used to feel like if something was true, then it was my, not only my right, but my duty to say it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at any time. Yeah. Regardless of the consequences, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm not willing to, like, burn down the house in that way just to get a point across at this time. Because I realized that, like, my mission and my message was often lost in my delivery.
3: Right. You know, I
5: deliver Uh things in such a way that um, people wouldn't even hear what I said. You know what I mean? They would just be like... Ah, uh, we don't fuck with you. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you know, right. what He's saying crazy. yeah, they yeah. they wouldn't even hear what it was I said. I've always been hyper intelligent. I've always been revolutionary. I've always stood on principle. And if you were to run down a li- any list of the things that you know I've took a stand on, mm-hmm. most often they were things that we would all agree with if I was presenting them in a way that was not so offensive.
3: Right. Understood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you talk about sobriety a lot. Does that have anything to do with it too? Are you, are you still clean? Are you not doing uh, no alcohol, nothing like that?
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, two years sober now. That's what's and, up. Um, yeah, I think that definitely has a lot to do transformation. You know what I'm saying? Because... I call it raw dog in life, you know what I
2: mean? <laughs> I'm not there yet, okay? <laughs>
5: it's like you gotta got to deal with... I got the same sex
3: side of things. i still life.
2: be hitting the bar. <laughs>
5: bar. <laughs> got to deal with things in real time, you know? And, uh, yeah, that does give me, like, a constant uh, opportunity to, like, rise to the occasion and not run from nothing that's going on. And um, also, I think a lot of, like, the craziest decisions we make are usually tied to some type of substance or, you know, I will say escapist that. Yeah. behavior. You I know, I can what agree. Mean? Yeah. In one way or another mm-hmm. or in a pattern of those things. And um, I'm definitely not like on some high horse being like, you know, y'all shouldn't do this, do yeah. that. But for me right now, it's been necessary because like I said, man, driving for spiritual evolution is personal problems and dealing with all of that gave me the perspective that like okay so you could either take all of this trouble and you know just let it live inside you and continue to fight and fight and or you could quit or you could completely turn 180 yeah. and rise above these things
3: I love that I you love said it. turn 180 because everybody says 360, and, and then you're right, getting
5: right the back receiver. where you were. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're right back in the same For place. For sure.
2: <laughs> so you put a lot of that growth into this new project, Victor, which is out right now. We want everybody to check it out. Quality project. I appreciate it's that. Real girl. good. Yo, Very good. Thank project. you guys, start to finish. Yeah. Start mm-hmm. to finish. I appreciate
5: that. In a major I,
2: way. I, I I I tagged a couple of songs that I I personally love. I love mm-hmm. Sunset on the Low End. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was fire. Southside Story with Common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I that's fire as well and of course man you and Chance are like brothers so you Chance and g Easy on Switch Switch is fire fire. yeah Yeah, that's fire fire. the video's
3: fire uh, I was
5: skateboarding on the car Like that that was (laughs)
3: dope you got in a fight yeah
5: yeah yeah (laughs) when's the last
3: time you got in a physical fight
5: I did a physical fight for my album release actually
3: what
5: yeah it was um It was a boxing match. Oh, okay. That's
3: different though. So I'm more so thinking like.
5: It was physical though.
3: (laughs) I I saw the promo. That's how you
2: rolled out the album. You were in the boxing ring. But I thought that was just, you know, promo for the album. You actually. No, we did an
5: actual fight. Hold on. Let's see if I can show y'all.
3: He's only showing us because he won. (laughs) Because if you did it, you'd be like, Nah, I ain't going to fight in a minute.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. The promo, he was in the ring. You and Chance was
3: telling you to go in there and kill him. He <laughs> Now I love you in Chance relationship. We spoke to Chance not too long ago and talked about the festival. Yeah, and I know we'll get into that a little bit more after you show us this video because we're looking forward to it. I'm but to find you, him.
5: oh, now
3: nah, maybe he did lose. Kyle.
5: <laughs> you crazy? <yeah. laughs> now he can't buy nah, <laughs> <find laughs> it. So this was the album release event, and it was like I had built up to. You know, this fight. and oh,
3: oh, my goodness. Nah, you really fighting. You let, let him clip you right there. <laughs> this is dope. So, yeah,
2: like I said, I had saw clips, but I thought it was just promo. I thought you was getting your Rocky right. on. Right, Why would you see this on pay per view? This is pay per view yeah.
3: worthy. What happened? Obviously, you did it in, <laughs> in Chicago. Where
2: did y'all do the fight at?
5: Yeah, that was in Chicago.
2: Right, we are at in Chicago?
5: Um, Man, we built the space. You know what I'm saying? So I have a cannabis brand in Chicago. It's called 93 Boys. And, you know, we launched last year as the first black-owned brand to be legally sold in stores. And we've been doing a lot of events this year. And so we built this space, basically brought a boxing ring in there. And it was an ill, like, experience because not only have I never seen somebody do that to release their Mm -hmm. album, it was a way to really, like, push myself again obviously in a musical sense the creative process is pushing myself right but even in the release of the album we were three weeks out and i'm talking to my manager peasy and i'm like i don't know if i'm ready to do do all these rounds you know what (laughs) i mean like even three rounds is like a lot it's a it's a lot of cardio and you know i'm doing all the interviews and promotional things that you do when you're putting out an album I'm like yo how am I going to be prepared to do this in front of hundreds of people and you decided
3: um, this 3 weeks before you were to do the I had been
5: this, right? decided I wanted to do it but, you didn't start but I didn't I mean I I was training <laughs> oh, okay. you know how I regularly train yeah. with my trainer twice a week yeah. and you know weight training and all those things but it's a different thing to be like yo boxers are disciplined people right. you know what I mean like a lot of running miles and miles of running you know what I mean maybe running 30 miles a week you know what I mean or more and um, yeah so coming up to the release of the album it was really just I had to push myself in another way to be prepared for that and we doing runs at 5am and you know just sparring and sparring and sparring and just getting prepared and you know what it is I try to arrange my life in such a way that I have to face fear as much as possible because the comfort zone is the enemy of growth and a lot of people a lot of us are out here just living in our comfort zone in different ways you know maybe it's the the city where you're in the people that you spend the time around um but it's the the space of leaving the comfort zone that pushes you to grow Mm -hmm. and every time i get in the ring you know what i mean i've been been rapping for a while i ain't been jumping in the ring like you know (laughs) right you can't leave you know it's like It's not a comfortable space, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But you have to find peace within that. And I think it's like a metaphor for life in general, especially in the things we do where it's like we're ambitious and we desire uh, elevation. Mm -hmm. So you have to find how to make sense of it and perform at your at your best, and find some peace in the midst of a chaotic environment.
3: Yeah, you know what I mean. You Real stepped bad. out of your comfort zone and got into acting. Word. And I've been watching The Shy this. Season. Oh, that's what's up. You was on last season. It was season before. You killed somebody. Yeah, you go, went away for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're the brother with the the voice of reason. Right. Like, it's almost <laughs> like if you think about it, it kind of is you, right? Yeah, like yeah. you reformed into a better person. And um, how was the acting for you, aside from, you know, being an artist? Because that's easy for you. We know you can rap your ass off, but this is a new space with the acting. Was it harder, easier? Did you remember your lines with No Problems?
5: Yeah, the lines is not an issue, man. But um, like you said, it is outside of my comfort zone. And so I just started studying it. Like, a few years ago, I was in France for the Cannes Film Festival. And I bumped into... Common and Yasin Bay, Mm -hmm. and um, it was ill. You know, I'm just in the south of France, just kicking it with them, and and I'm asking Common, how did you do that, you know? How did you get so deeply into this film and TV space? Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, you got to study the craft in the way that you did with music, and you continue to do with music. I'm forever a student in music, always listening to new things. And so when he gave me that piece of game, I just really— I was living in LA at the time. I went back. I started taking acting classes. I started getting acting coaches. Doing. I did an improv class, you know, and just studying it for real. And for this role in the shy, it was honestly the culmination of of that. Obviously, it's a process, and I'm improving. I'm learning, but I have been studying it for a handful of years. Mm. And so this time around, where I really had an opportunity, multiple opportunities to express and mm-hmm. emote and uh, you know really show my chops and be emotional and be a real person have conversation <laughs> right then I was just studying it so you might have just seen me outside just walking around in character you know what I mean?
3: <laughs> that's dope
5: <laughs> just, right you know what I mean? just, all the way locked in no locked in like really catching that vibe and like you said though L'Oreal it was also like this character also had many similarities to my real life like Mm -hmm. I do have a little sister yeah and at times our relationship has been distant and so that in alone in in itself was emotional for Mm -hmm. me so I'll be doing a scene and my little sister on the show she would be like why are you crying (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like man you know
3: it hits too close no
5: it was hitting it was hitting different it was hitting like it was real and I think that people can feel that when they watch the show Mm -hmm. it's like when I make music Sometimes the songs that bring me to tears while I'm creating them will be the ones that will hit people the deepest. And I can tell when I have a, a real life emotional connection to the art I'm making, then somebody who's ingesting it or, you know, watching or listening yeah. will also have a real Emotional connection to right. it,
2: right? For sure. Uh, Low started to bring it up a second ago. We got to go there, man. The Black Star Line Festival, you and Chance, you know, what yeah, you that mean? was. You got us all moving to Ghana, man. Right. <laughs> last year Ghana, this year Kingston. I, I, they
5: love you in Ghana. <laughs> yeah.
2: Look, know, I'm ready to go. My bags is packed. <laughs> well, I don't this year even need is no bags. Kingston, though, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, gonna, gonna go to we're gonna go to Jamaica.
2: Well, for the people that don't know, the reason it was Ghana last year that was brought on by you because your family.
5: Yeah, is, my family is Ghana. is. is uh-huh. Um so my father's from Ghana. And his entire family lives there. He's the only, really? yeah, only one that ever came to America. So
3: they got back Meek Mill's phone? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I heard Meek Mill's phone dropped when he was doing a wheelie on the, on the bike. They didn't
3: rob him for his phone. That's not what happened.
5: Ghanaians don't really rob, I man. You know?
3: <laughs> he find and keep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's different.
0: <laughs>
2: we
5: that might that. happen. Uh, but no, Ghanaians don't really rob. You know what I'm saying? Like ghana is uh it's a it's a very respectful and peaceful place at the same time there are a lot of things going on there's a lot of struggle right now the youth are uprising because um man economic situation is dire right. and people are really struggling people are working three jobs and still can't pay for food um so mm. that's serious yeah but but also Ghana, like I said, is a very peaceful place. Like you go there and this weight lifts from your shoulders because it's not the same way that we'd be in America and you know, I'm in Chicago, head on a swivel. Right. You know, even when I'm in Atlanta, I don't know the city very well, but I'd be like in the parking lot of J.R. crickets and I'd be like, Who's that? You know right. what I mean?
3: You're at crickets <laughs> yeah. <blues laughs> what, right they, what they what <laughs> right. they doing over there. That's you matter. know yeah,
5: that's true. Um In Ghana, you start to realize pretty quickly that this is an entirely different situation. It's a different environment. I don't have to be in fight or flight mode
2: yeah. in the what same way. What inspired the festival for you guys to even create that?
5: It was really inspired by just realizing that I had been in this music industry for quite some time. And I'm from Ghana. And even I had never performed in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I'm meeting people who are like, yo, we've been following your music for 10 years. Like, we know verses and songs you didn't forgot about. We got your tattoos on our, on our bodies, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, So I was in Ghana, then South Africa, and I was just realizing there must be a way to build some type of bridge through art, music, culture that can bring the black artists to perform on the continent. Because there's a lot of man-made division between us and misunderstandings and people here believing, oh, they don't accept us in Africa. Mm -hmm. Africans thinking black Americans are this way, they're that way. Um, But all of that is really just tools of division by the people that oppress us and so I was thinking there's got to be a way to build this bridge and it's going to require friends and favors you know what I mean because the money don't translate (laughs) the same way Um, so the first person I really talked to about it was Chance because he came to visit me in Ghana that same time frame and um, he loved the idea and you know he has that same type of spirit and so we started speaking to different artists and a lot of people got on board you know what I mean I think that in our hip hop consciousness there's always been this idea of back to Africa you Mm -hmm. know cause in our black consciousness this is inseparable from our experience right? you know you got Nas and Belly like let's go to Africa babe she's like Africa's far (laughs) you know what I mean like that's what it's like in real life you know but I be telling people like Man, if you bought one less pair of Balenciaga shoes, you know what I mean? Or you got one less pair of off-white shades or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't buy bottles at the club for a couple weekends. You could save up enough for a ticket to go somewhere that would probably change your life and your perspective on yourself, on the world. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know what I, I
3: mean? I think they put the fear, and it's really just America, that they put the fear in Americans that Africa is a scary place or yeah. a place that you're not safe or it's poor. Cause even when I was coming from off the plane, I went to Morocco. And I was getting from off the plane. They like, be careful, sex trafficking. Your phone's not gonna work. Like it's almost like they try to stop you from going. And then I got there and saw H H&M and M, <laughs> <Right. laughs> and and it was beautiful out yeah. there, you know. And I'm like, oh, they're trying to keep us from being here yeah, yeah. because if we're here. We can be greater, and we can build more, and there'll be things that we can bring mm. to Africa that we can, you know, join together. And it's black, mm. and I, that's something that I feel like they don't want us to have is the unity and like Americans or America, and the like, especially when it comes to like politics. And I've seen you talk that you're heavy on and resources, the, yeah, everything, yeah,
5: resources, business. You know, joining forces, that's dangerous for the power structure, you know what I'm saying? But that's
3: dangerous for you, you don't think because in a sense, when I look at any other artist, the history of people that have tried to do that were in jeopardy or their lives were in danger like a Bob Marley Mm. where everybody, if you look at it they're like, the government is what killed Bob Mm. Marley because he was trying to get people together. For sure. You know, so are you ever in fear of your moves Maybe putting a target on you in in another way.
5: Man, I've been on those CIA lists a long time, you know. Um, But no, I I wouldn't say I live in fear of that because I just generally, like, make a decision to not live in fear. And I think that I'm also at a place where I try to do so many good things for so many people that obviously no good deed goes unpunished at times. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm moving in a way where I'm not fearing anything, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Fear is the enemy of man, man. That's what separates man from God is fear. Mm-hmm. And so I just make a decision to not hold that in my heart. And connecting people is a beautiful thing. Of course, it's dangerous for the power structure. <laughs> of course, it has brought a target onto many people. And I speak about that in the album, too. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. Kwame Nkrumah, look at Malcolm, look at Martin. When you unify and shooters then your ass become a target, right. you know. And that's real life. Um But at the same time, it's like... It must be done, you know? The people gotta know. They have to know that Africa's not something to fear and that there's so much more than poverty there. We've just been yeah. brainwashed. You remember that UNICEF commercial with that yeah, fly? With the fly? Yeah. Laying on your forehead. Yeah. I remember
3: the comedian, yeah, who was it? Was it Michael Blackson? He was like, where is this? <laughs> 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 like, they, is this, where is this? <laughs> like, it's like, not like that Shout out all. to Michael right.
5: Blackson, man. Yeah. Michael Blackson is from Ghana too, yeah.
2: Well, whether it's you perfect. trying to connect that or um, even speaking out against police brutality, like mm. you've always kind of stood on things that were political could put a target on your back 16 shots the song Laquan McDonald's. I remember you know seeing you perform that song like yeah like he's really speaking up like this is how people
5: like Lollapalooza you know the police was trying to boycott me at that uh, performance
2: get out of here because
5: I had like this ill theatrical Lollapalooza performance where I had a large group of Actors in riot cop gear and they trying to tear me down, pull me back, and I'm mm. like breaking free, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was ill. Yeah, and I'm so, like, hell no. Nah, so, people told me the police was like around <laughs> trying to block people from coming and being like, don't go to that show, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, that, that's what you're going to deal with, man. It's like, this is a racist, sexist, capitalist society that is created on our oppression, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, I've definitely always in my music, made sure to use it as a vessel for truth because there's so much misinformation. So many of our own people don't even know Facts. the right. truth about what's going on. And they mm-hmm. think the answer to our problems is more cops.
3: Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right.
5: Let your car get broken into real quick. you like, man, they need to put some more cops.
3: <laughs> That's, That's a fact. Where's the police? <laughs>
5: you know, because people don't really... People don't have a political education it's not the people's uh fault you know the the education is being intentionally removed from the schools mm-hmm. um the access is being intentionally removed from the states i mean even in georgia right now can you even get an abortion if you were to be raped right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. these are the doings of the people that want to send you more cops yeah you know and so as artists man i feel like if we have a platform of voice and information, then that's when you have a responsibility. I don't give that responsibility to everyone. Everybody may not have the information, you know what I mean? But if you do, which I always have or attempted to have, then you got a responsibility to say something. For
3: sure. Sometimes in your stance, you make great statements where some people, it might even go over their head. So like a few years ago, you wore a Confederate outfit and it was like a dresser or whatever. It was (laughs) crazy. And, um, you know, some people maybe missed the message. And I heard a lot of people just saying, like, oh, okay, well, now he's coming out the closet. Mm. Instead <laughs> of it being, this is the statement that I'm trying to make that it's like, be yourself, you know, a middle finger to America, whatever the case. Uh, do you feel misunderstood when it's certain things you're trying to get out there?
5: Oh, yeah, that outfit was misunderstood for sure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you wasn't coming out the closet? Fuck no,
5: but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> You know, I was doing punk rock music, man, and I was really making a statement. Um, I was making a statement that was in support of the trans community, you know what I'm saying, at the same time was like just controversial, anti-Confederate, you know what I'm saying. Um, And yeah, that was definitely not really understood by people. But at the same time, man, it's like as an artist, I guess I've never been afraid to take chances. You know what I'm saying, and not every chance you take works out. You know, <laughs> yeah. but um, still, the video was actually ill. Though I actually <laughs> directed the video. Okay. Um, and you know, would I would I wear it now? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but right then, where my head was at, I was like, you know, because you see a lot of people. Uh, do something like that, you know what I mean? I, I know Yachty had a video. He was in a dress. Tyler right. had a video where he was dressed. I didn't see this thug. I didn't. Yeah. I don't know if I remember the same types of conversations, but they probably existed. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's like I'm like a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Like I try to, I can't no, keep I women could. off of me. I you know that. what I mean? Like the way you said it though. Like
2: I'm
3: like a sex. No, I, I see that. Though. It's
5: more of my my process to like try to keep women off of me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> for sure. I get
3: that, that problem. So I'm like, hey. Kyle. I don't think you can relate.
5: <laughs> I'm also like, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm secure in my sexuality mm-hmm. in that way. It's like I know who I am. Um, and the internet is a vast place. You know what I mean? People like. People that test you on the Internet and never say nothing to you in real, part, yeah. in real life, you know.
3: Every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they'll
5: say the craziest things, and they wouldn't say it when they see you in real life.
0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participating in McDonald's for a limited time.
6: Facts.
2: yeah let's talk about Chicago man and the landscape of hip-hop everybody's been celebrating 50 years of hip-hop this year um there's been so much influence coming out of Chicago you know whether we're going back to the days where uh you know Poe pimp and and Gee, you know everything shout out happened to
5: with do or Die, man that's yeah, huh? a shout out to do it yeah for man. sure
2: all the way up to where we are today Word. and there's you know you mm. G herbo of course you know just so much what are where do you see Chicago in the landscape of hip-hop and what are some of the biggest influences? Influences coming out of Chicago in
5: your eyes? I think Chicago is hugely influential, you know, even uh, down to the lingo, you know, like <laughs> my girl's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives in Chicago with me, but she was telling me about a hotel in Atlanta called the Thought Marriott. <laughs> 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 it's like downtown. The Marriott is not funny. The downtown Marriott. And uh, I was laughing. It made me think for a brief moment because I'm like, even something like that, like a word as Far-reaching as thought. That's Chicago slang. You know what I mean? People don't even know. This whole gang gang, all it, you know what I mean? Like, those things come from Chicago. Um, Chicago is so deeply in the fabric of hip-hop. Even the modern emphasis on the fashion, you know what I mean? And the way that that's so tied into the culture of hip-hop. Um, has existed a long time, but in its modern iteration at high fashion, couture things,
3: mm-hmm.
5: we know who that comes from. It comes from Kanye. Mm-hmm. Rappers at fashion shows. Mm-hmm. How many rappers was I just with at Paris Fashion Everybody. Week?
3: Everybody. Mm-hmm. This, this
5: comes from Kanye. Yeah, you know what I mean? Rapp, rappers coming and sitting at fashion shows, things like that. Um, even the sound, though, you know, uh, like that Chicago soul sample sound. I, that's a Chicago and a Midwest thing. Obviously, Motown is Detroit. Mm-hmm. But a lot of things are directly traced to Chicago. I don't know that we always get the credit for it. Right. You know what I mean? But those that know, know. You know there's drill music all over the planet from a Chicago thing. Right. Mm-hmm. They went to London. They made their own joint. Then went to New York.
3: Did drill music Smoke, start and got
5: their, Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm telling no, you. I
3: didn't realize that because the overseas guys... Got the hold on it like when when it got to Brooklyn and the Bronx, they like, no, that's our sound.
5: No, see, that's that was what I'm so telling you. Yeah, yeah. Drill, drill music is originally um, that that was the original music that Keith and Dirk, Herb, oh, DJ Els, That's that. what it was called, yeah. and so the whole culture of drilling is like some Chicago gang banging shit, and so that's what I'm saying. It's deep though. People don't even know how oh, yeah. super deep the influence of Chicago is. I agree. Globally. Um, But at the same time, man, it's like we just keep innovating. We keep creating. And, you know.
2: Yeah. You know why I think that, too? Not to before we get off the subject of Chicago. I I always tell people that Chicago is one of those cities that until you go there and live there, you don't really understand how much it brings to the table. You know what I mean? Like I grew up on the East Coast and we always knew of Chicago. But when I came and I lived there, I'm like, oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? And maybe because New York has an identity, no matter where you live, Miami has an identity, no matter where you live or where you're We've from. we seen Scott stores yesterday
5: with, you, you <laughs> with that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> My man was like, that's a Miami fit. <laughs> you
3: see what I'm
2: saying? But Chicago, for people that have never right. been there, doesn't have that outlying thing that identifies it to outsiders, I mm-hmm. think. So you have to really go there and live there to get it.
5: You know, I think at the same time, one thing I think about with Chicago is that we as artists in Chicago need to learn how to collectivize our power. You know what I'm saying? That's a larger issue in hip hop, mm-hmm. but particularly in Chicago, the gang politics and the street politics sometimes stand in the way of collaboration and mm-hmm. and growth in the way that in Atlanta you see these guys really connect and everybody Mm -hmm. makes tapes together and performs I'm sure sure there's a lot of ops going on but Chicago op culture is really it's divisive and it stands in the way you know what I'm saying and it's a finesse it's like brainwashing we've been brainwashed to think that people are ops of ours because they're from a certain block Mm -hmm. certain neighborhood nobody owns these blocks or these neighborhoods that's black you know Mm -hmm. but we want to die for them um So I think that sometimes that the reality of the street politics and things in Chicago can hold Chicago back, you know.
3: So what do you think about when you have the situations where it's like Dirk and and them are like saying, okay, we're going to stop with the violence. Right. And I'm going to stand up and say, first, I don't have no problems with nobody else. I don't have problems in Chicago. We're just all going to be peaceful. Do you think that actually is going to benefit and people will follow suit? Or is it just so far gone that it's like a little more work to do than that?
5: Well, there's always more work to do. But I think that it has to be applauded when somebody can exhibit growth like that. Mm -hmm. And can make a stand and a decision on a very large, high platform to be anti-violence. You know? Right that's great, you know what I mean? Because our violence is always against ourself. Mm-hmm. And that's counterproductive to anything, mm-hmm. you know? All the violence is directed against somebody that looks just like you from the exact same circumstances sure. as you, mm-hmm. maybe from the same neighborhood, a few blocks away, um, that can't be helping anything. So for them to make a statement like that, I think that's dope, that's an amazing first step. You know what I mean? It's got to be the next generation, though. This generation is smoked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smoke like your weed company. Let's talk about that. The barbecue. <laughs> that is hilarious. So you're sober, so you're not smoking.
5: Right now, yeah. Right now, I'm But not. you
3: want us to get high. <laughs> Did you bring I want to get y'all high. You know? <laughs> like, like, I had
5: to stop flying with illegal drugs. Oh,
3: uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm pretty sure Something. that's happened. all they need is a little bit of something all to reason. have on you. Yeah, so they're going to yeah. they gonna exactly.
5: pull out. A little bag, like yeah. Okay, know. so
3: when we come to Chicago, oh, I got start. you. 100%. Okay, okay. You come I'm to Chicago fly just to come pull up to get some? Because I've I'm been telling them. you, I can't <laughs> wait for
2: everybody that's here to come to Chicago and have a good. I'll be there Thursday.
5: So. Well, you got to bring her to Chicago? Well, I'm about to Chicago, get cold. Just
3: not with Kyle. <laughs> what do I look Hell like no. going somewhere with him <laughs> I'll be I'll put you I'm gonna put you on I'm gonna put you <laughs> on <laughs> you wanna
5: go to town you is a town vibe towel, yeah.
3: I'm a, a town vibe yeah. but okay Kingston is going down y'all yes. doing the festival yeah um, everybody who's anybody was at the festival last year so I know everybody's pulling up to Kingston the only thing I know you got a girl Chance got a wife we seen the video of Chance dancing now <laughs> do, are you sure y'all wanna do it in <laughs> Kingston? <laughs> Kingston is a
5: vibe though <laughs> yeah
3: cause we don't want him dancing too close and getting in trouble again
5: right no, so what made
3: y'all choose you Kingston? you gotta keep
5: a little bit of distance <laughs> on the wine
3: <laughs> for sure
5: Get a look. you know uh Uh, Jamaica is deeply connected to Ghana actually really like um, many of the Jamaicans are descended from Ghanaians so in Jamaica they have a community called the Maroons who were the Africans that escaped from slavery fought back and won their independence way early Mm -hmm. because they was in the mountains and the British couldn't even see them and um, you know they have like Ghanaian words still in their patois. Like, I went up in the mountains to one of the maroon communities. It was crazy. And they know where they're from. They still had Ghanaian names, like the most famous maroons. Really? Um, And the Black Star Line is based off of Marcus Garvey's shipping company. Mm -hmm. And so Marcus Garvey was a Jamaican revolutionary, basically, Mm -hmm. who, like, this must have been the 20s. Yeah. He mobilized hundreds of thousands of people, like, young you know what i mean like mm-hmm. in his late 20s early 30s was like having hundreds of thousands of people and they shut him down like locked him up in america for some regular you know bullshit mm-hmm. mail fraud is what they said
1: yeah, yeah okay you know what yeah, mean? i mean cuz he was
5: too powerful he was mobilizing hundreds of thousands of black people in the 1920s to be like self-positive and to be proud of their African heritage. And ultimately he was going to take them back to Africa. Mm. So that's why we call it the Black Star Line because that was his shipping company that he built to, you know, take people from America and from the islands to Africa. So he was Jamaican. So that was really why it made sense to go to Jamaica.
2: Is there a list of Countries slash cities that you guys can continue the black star line festival. Do you have a list of other Would
5: love to do? Yeah, we'd love to do Nigeria would love to do South Africa, Ethiopia, Kenya, Brazil America
3: we outside oh, yeah. outside. We outside We pulling up too. for
2: sure and for the people that don't know really <laughs> quick you guys have been doing it like right leading up into the new year
5: Yeah, we did it um, no January 6th This <laughs> year. Yeah,
3: year.
2: year Yeah just but have
5: have an We an did a January 6th This year but uh, We're looking at June Now See I like a, Yeah year. good for yeah. the Summertime yeah, For sure Because people
3: need To be off <laughs> Some people <laughs> Yeah some people Ain't off in January That's actually When we go back to work And that's why I couldn't attend <laughs> That's why, yeah. why I couldn't That's when we got. We, yeah. we yeah. was off For uh, three weeks Right And then you did Your festival Right And I was gonna work Dang So I just had to live Through your Instagram Yeah Right. came in here bragging how he was going, <laughs> yep. I was like, nice, have fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: That's funny. <laughs> All right, bro, we definitely appreciate you, man. We want everybody to go out and support the album Victor, which is in stores now as well. You got some heat on there. Appreciate there y'all. last yeah. words you want to leave with the listeners just about the album or anything else, man?
5: Man, I just want to send love to y'all. I appreciate you guys for having me. It means a lot to me for you to give me an opportunity to speak my mind and, Shout out to the city of Atlanta and everybody live listening in twenty five different
3: yeah. Yeah. cities
5: now. You know <laughs> sure. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me at Vic Mensa everywhere and Victor album in stores now.
3: Yeah, and we're not is. saying it's good just because he's sitting here. The album is fire. The album is fire, bro. And yeah, obviously bro. we know you can spit your ass off, but y'all need to go and get that right now. Absolutely. Now, hey. now. now. support
2: Vic Mensa. <laughs> Shout up, out man. to you. Shout out to the whole Chicago man.
0: Y'all know what it is. It's the morning hustle. Hey. All right.
5: Every day I'm hustling.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> raise a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. and participate in mcdonald's for a limited time
6: whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you
1: The Morning Hustle Cash Grab 10 questions 60
2: seconds Sharice, good morning Good morning Good vibes in Indiana this morning? Yep Imagine how much better it'll be if you win $1,000 today Let's get it.
3: That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's the energy we need for a winner. That's
2: right. That's right. All right, Cherise, so here's how it goes down. You got 60 seconds to answer 10 questions. For every correct answer, we'll give you $10. If you get all 10 right, you win $1,000. If you don't know an answer, say pass. We'll come back to it as long as we have time. And make sure the answer you give is the one that you want, because we got to go with your first answer, okay? Okay. All right, we want to see you win. L'Oreal's got a free answer for you.
3: And the answer I'm going to give you is Harriet, Top man. All
2: right, baby. You got sixty seconds on the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. And here we go. Who built the ark?
4: Um, the ark,
2: uh, To visit the Taj Mahal, would you travel to Japan, India, or China? Taj Mahal in India. In what sport would you perform the Fosbury Flop? Pass. What continent is east of Europe? Cash. An animal that eats meat is called what? An animal that eats meat? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Pass. If you're in business with Walter White, what product are you selling?
1: Cash. Uh, I'm doing so bad.
2: Who was the first African American woman to be honored on a postage stamp? Here it comes. Who is credited for inventing the telephone?
1: I don't know nothing. Oh, my
2: God. This, I was doing terrible bad. Which planet is in the Milky Way is the biggest, Mars, Jupiter, or Saturn? Mars. Time. Damn. <laughs>
3: Alright, so we we're just gonna pack this oh one up. Oh boy, Indianapolis! <laughs> oh boy! Don't oh, you blame Indy. <laughs> this is a solo mission, <laughs> and the person in the background. So, above all three of you, okay? <laughs> oh my God, that was terrible! I'm gonna blame the person in the background because they wasn't no help at all. That's okay? what happens when you None. try to cheat. It backfires. None. <laughs> None. <laughs> nah, no, I, I can't believe you said this, man. You going to hell for this actually. Actually. I know. Who built the ark? Noah. Noah's ark. Noah. I was close. <laughs> now, in what sport would you perform the Fliesberry Flop? that would be the high jump. The continent is east of Europe. That would be Asia. An animal that eats meat is not called a human, but a carnivore. Oh, I knew that, yeah. Okay. You ever saw the show Breaking Bad? I've heard of it. Oh, well, that's why yeah. you didn't know who the hell Walter White is. But if you were in business with him, you would be selling meth, and you would probably be headed to jail. Yes, you drug dealer. <laughs> okay, who is accredited with inventing the telephone? That would be Alexander Graham bell Which planet in the Milky Way is the biggest, not the candy bar? Jupiter. I, it's not hard to count. You got two right. I gave you one of the answers. Twenty dollars is yours. That was fun. That was fun, though. You know I didn't know that. Right. All right. Well, congratulations
2: on your twenty dollars. Okay, babe. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you got to split ten with that is My daughter too. My fourteen-year-old daughter.
1: She over here like. We finna get this. We finna do this. <laughs> nah, y'all not. Nah, y'all not. That is and hilarious. And now
3: y'all got $8 each because you got to take the tax out too.
1: For everybody that
3: can do better than these two, text CASH to 71007.
0: You could be next to play the $1,000 cash that's, grab that's on the market.
6: Morning hustle.
5: It's not gossip if you heard it here. Get that, get that, get that glass ready. She's spilling all the juicy tea. It's the Lord with L'Oreal on the Morning Hustle.
2: Right now, we got to find out who Birdman is checking.
3: And at this point, it's looking like everybody, child. So (laughs) over the weekend, well, this Friday, Drake put out his brand new Anticipated album. And there's some mixed reviews, okay? Mm -hmm. Some people are saying that they couldn't get through the whole album. Some people are rocking with it. Others are saying, you know, they need to listen a couple more times. Well, Birdman seems to love this album because he's making sure that nobody say nothing negative about it. About Drake, but it's happening anyway. So this is a feud that's been going on for quite some time between Joe Button and Drake. They've been going back and forth for quite some time. We know Joe Button has an opinion on everything. And this is what he said about Drake.
5: This is like Yachty rapping. He rapping for the children. Yo dog, I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. Get the f- away from some of these younger n- and stop in these 25-year-olds. I get it that you appeal to the world. Mm. I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people.
3: And let me tell you something. Adult Drake did not like what Joe Button had to say at all. And I'm going to just say he read him to filth. It was given like Atlanta Housewives read. <laughs> right. right. Nene Leak's read. Okay. So basically, I'm going to just sum it all up. He said, you switch careers because of the thing that pop into your brain that had you broke living click the click and the raps you write have 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty Aniche jeans. Not Aniche. Right. He said, you withdrew from rap, not cause you accomplished all you needed to. It's cause it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in this generation to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their opinion thing is real. This is a man projecting his own self-hate and the fact that I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. He but that was just the nice parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. what I tell you, child. He went up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, obviously everybody is entitled to their own opinion. And this narrative has been Going around quite some time that little Yachty is around him to help write his stuff. And that's why Yachty has not been putting out a lot of music for himself. Do you hear Yachty's influence on this album? And do you think Drake is rapping under people's heads? Because some people say above, because that would be like Joe Button. But do you right. think that he needs to mature in his music?
2: I think Drake is not living up to his rapper potential in terms of like bars like obviously he's the biggest star in the world obviously he's his career you know he's one of the biggest ones of the past 10-12 years right so nobody's taking that away from him but I do think that a lot of times like you know his bars are sounding more basic when
3: we know that Drake can really go if he wants to go but Birdman either way came and he was checking everybody he's like Joe Button shut your ass up Charlamagne shut your ass up and Drewski, you think stuff is funny? Shut your ass up, too. But Drewski, I don't know if you see what's going on with that. I thought they were joking. It seemed like it's not giving jokes.
2: I see. I think that's corny. I think that's really corny for Birdman to even get involved. Like, why are you even speaking on this? Just because Drake is your boy? Like to me, that's super whack.
3: Drake ain't his boy. Drake is his artist. That's a big difference. If I'm yep. making money off of somebody's album and you're trying to bash it and get people not to buy it and I'm a gangster, I'm Birdman with it. Either it way, I think 20. the the whack person to say or take shots at was Rihanna. She's living her best life. She got her family life True. going on. Yeah. What's she supposed to do, diss him back? Yeah, no, you're right. And to, and to be honest, that falls in line. This is why I
2: say Joe is not wrong because all of this is kind of childish. That's childish to bring up the Rihanna thing, just like it was childish with the whole um, Holly Berry and, and the slime cover and all of that. Like, what are we doing?
3: What are we yeah, doing? But that's childish. It was why I said childish Joe, for him to bring up Meg Thee Stallion, and y'all were supporting that, Child. I'm L'Oreal, that's the lowdown. You can follow me at Star L'Oreal, L-O-R-E-L, or Mona hustle show. And Serena's husband, and Serena, yeah, last album, you're right. everybody was laughing. Thank so funny no more. We're asking for a friend. 866-HUSTLE-8. That's 866-487-8538. All right, Lil, today we got a voicemail. That's crazy because nobody leaves me a voicemail unless they're trying to get some money. You know, like (laughs) those automated things that's trying to trick you into scamming. Uh Uh-huh.
2: I know exactly what you're talking about. So we're not trying to get nobody's money, but we do leave (laughs) a voicemail as an option for you to kind of tell your story. And that's what Fatima did. Let's find out her situation.
4: Hello, Hey, Kyle. This is Fatima. Hey, Fatima. So my son told me he wanted to join a cheerleading team, and I couldn't be happier. See, he never wanted to join anything before, and this would be a great chance for him to socialize and get involved in something. But the problem is telling my husband, and my son is so worried, and so am I. See, my husband got this dream of my son being a football player or playing basketball. Wow. And he's already disappointed because my son didn't want to try out for football. But when he finds out that our son is going to play another sport like cheerleading, oh my God, he's going to go nuts. Now check this out. I'm so stuck between wanting to support my son and dreading the backlash. But part of me hopes my son changes his mind and doesn't make the team. And the other part, I'm just so excited (laughs) that he's doing this because he's expressing himself and he's finding something to be interested in that I don't know what to do. So now my biggest fear is that my husband will get involved and ruin his passion for it, and he may never join anything again, so I don't know what to do. Can you please
3: help me? This situation is U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You, you ugly. ugly. Yeah, world yeah, world you ugly.
2: ugly. How you know it? You was oh on the cheerleading team, Oh, my No, you never saw the movie? Well, it's an old, old movie called Wildcats and they did that cheer.
3: No, I saw an old, old movie called Bring It On. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this is a tough one, Fatima.
2: It ain't that tough. It ain't? Mm-mm. I think this is a very difficult one right what here. What if
3: he don't even make the team?
2: That's what she was so yeah. hoping to avoid all the she, drama. How you going to
3: hope he don't make the team? That's <laughs> she crazy. don't want to deal with that
2: all season. But
3: like, what kind of cheerleader? Because you got the cheerleaders that help, you know, the, the guys that come in there. Yeah. They're the bottom of the pyramid. Or you got the cheerleaders that we saw that was, <laughs> that was in Dallas. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I saw it's them, not funny. I, saw, but... I, mean, I know what you're
2: referring to, the male cheerleaders that had the pom-pom. <laughs>
3: yeah and, and the yeah, Yeah, and a and, uh, uh, 60-inch lace front wig.
2: Fatima's got a dilemma on her hands. If you missed part of the voicemail, the her, set. she has her, her husband, and her son. Her husband wants her son to play football. Her son has decided he wants to go out for the cheerleading squad. Well, that's a big difference. They're scared that once <laughs> he tells his father Still that there's going to be some backlash involved, she doesn't even want to really go through that. So she was hoping that he might not even make the team to avoid the backlash. This is all a mess. But all of this, just, I think just, just finding out his son wants to be on a cheerleading squad is going to be a, uh, a dilemma.
3: But the sick part is the son could come home and be like, Dad, I made the team. And he if he don't go see, he'll never know which one. I'm sure he'll find out sooner or later. <laughs> Hustlers, how should she handle this
2: situation? Let him be him. Come on. 866 hustle eight eight six six four eight seven eight five three eight. 487 8538 Patricia NVA, what are your thoughts? To me, that's a no-brainer you support your son
1: if your husband got a problem with it then that's his problem
2: how's it well his problem is your problem y'all married? no that's my son that's his son too but you're gonna make him feel bad about himself i hear you but i'm just saying it's not just your son it's both of y'all son well well i i just think it's a no-brainer that she supports
1: her son and anything he he just decides to do himself, he's not wanting. He doesn't want to be a drug dealer. You know, he's doing something mm. positive in life. I say support your son, okay. and he
3: should be wanting to do the same. The husband, the husband should want to support the son as well. And if she has to back him that way, that's what she has to do. But this reminds me of that conversation with Latoya Luckett, where she was like, "I'm going to put my husband's needs above my kids." Sometimes uh-huh. you got
2: to choose. Ah, man, it's a tough one. Okay. All right, what do you say, Hustlers? Man, we're taking your calls. We're taking your thoughts and feelings on this right now at 866-HUSTLE-8, 487 8538 Let's talk about it. Uh, let's see what V from the land has to say. what you say, V? It's Nader on that. No, he can't be on the team.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? You're laughing, but check this out. She said that her and the son was worried, right? So... They know it's wrong. They both know it's wrong because you ain't going to be worried about something you don't think is wrong. Yeah, I mean, we we know with the stereotype when the guy's on the cheerleading team. Come on, let's be real about that. But, you know, he could be going after the girls too, so hey. But that's going to blow a few, though. Pop's
3: gonna lose. I mean, wanting to be a cheerleader for a boy is not wrong. It's just other than what his father had hopes for him for. So they didn't think that it was wrong. He just was going along with what his father was saying, and he doesn't want to disappoint him. Well, I think um,
2: wrong is going to be from the perspective of, you know, whatever you believe in your household. I, I'm pretty sure that some people believe it's absolutely wrong. But, you know, it's just different to times. wrong, is crazy. wrong is crazy. Some people believe that. Some people believe that. Let's see what Carla says. Carla, what are your thoughts?
4: So if you're gonna support your son, support your son all the way without your husband, uh, without the cares of your husband. He's gonna have it hard enough from his father. If you're any type of mother, you support your son. If he was a cheerleader or if he was a football player, no matter what, what type of mother are you? Love your son, support your son. If he needs whatever for cheerleading, support him. My fathers felt the same way, and I'm a construction worker in a male-dominated field. He said, oh, you're gay, you're this. No, I want to make money. His son could end up yeah. being the best cheerleader and make money. Support your children.
3: That's true. And, like, why do y'all all assume that just because he wants to be a cheerleader, that means something other than that's what he wants to do? Like, some people are just interested in dance and that doesn't make their, their sexuality tied to is it. it's, it's, it's a little disgusting that every time somebody wants to do anything, y'all first jump to like, oh, because he's gay, he's this, is that. And that's wrong. And it's, it's weird. It's like, why? Like, it's weird to me. I don't know.
2: Here's, a, here's my thoughts on this. My thing is on this, like, I don't like how everybody's just like, yo, you support the son despite the husband's feelings. Like, that's not, if anything, if you feel strongly about what your son wants to do, then maybe you say, all right, well, go talk to the husband, have a conversation with him, maybe maybe make him see uh, how his son is feeling about it. But just supporting the son despite the husband's feelings and thoughts, to me, that's absolutely crazy.
3: I think they're saying despite because he's the one so negative about things and pushing the son into something. What they're saying, I don't think they're just saying... F the husband, they're saying support your son because that's going to be hard enough. Obviously, he's scared to tell his father a person he grew up with and loves. So what do you think is going to be for the rest of the world?
2: That's why it's important for the wife to say, all right, look, let me have a conversation with you. You know, when the son's not around, hey, let's talk about this. Here's what's going on. Here's how your son feels. You know what I mean? Let's see if you can that. That's what the whole marriage thing is about. You can't just support your son without any knowledge from your husband. The whole household is going to fall apart.
3: You shouldn't be so stern in your decisions of what you want your child to do that you neglect that what they really have going on and what their real passions are. I agree. You're with putting that your own passions
2: on your child. I agree with that part, too. But they got to be have a conversation about it, man. You can't just do one and not
3: have a. Conversation. Obviously, they're too scared to talk to him. So why are you not approachable? Why? Is your, why are you not approachable to your child? That's a little I'm, off. All right. Well, Hustlers, you hear what it is, man.
2: 866-HUSTLE-8. 866-487-8538. What are your thoughts on this situation? And, of course, tomorrow, Kelana has to choose between her peace and the motherland. All right? <laughs> this is a crazy situation. Be like miserable. back to Africa? I'm lost. Well, listen. She would, like, be miserable on a girl's trip or leave her girls high and dry with a bigger bill. That's what it's uh, going to come down to Okay yeah we're asking i for heard motherland
3: and i was ready to go
2: <laughs> me too right <laughs> that's going down tomorrow but we're right here on the morning hustle
3: how can people follow you l'oreal you can follow me at starring l'oreal s-t-a-r-r-i-n-g-l-o-r-e-l how about you kyle centillion follow me on the
2: gram at radio king kyle the first tend to follow me i got to follow back for you right now at radio king kyle all right y'all know what it is baby it's the morning hustle we